everyone, this is Jay Austin, the Bowtie King of Atlanta, coming to you today with our podcast about your smile. Well, really excited uh, to have a special guest on today who is actually one of our title sponsors at BowtieLife.net, uh, uh, Dr. Joe Peluso of the Spotlight Dental Group. Uh, I've been knowing Joe uh, probably about seven years now, and uh, I'm not afraid to say, and kind of put myself out there, that... Um, at probably about 42, uh, my smile wasn't right where uh, it needed to be. And uh, after having a big phobia of Dennis and not wanting to go uh, to Dennis and kind of just uh, fell off into uh, this is the way I am attitude or mentality, if you will, um, I finally uh, got the courage up uh, to go into a dentist. Uh, no high pressure. Just started out with uh, let's just look at your uh, at your smile and uh, see what we're dealing with. And we put together um, a plan that worked for me. And I can honestly tell you, as a person who is uh, confident, uh, I've always been a salesman uh, in my career and felt pretty confident in talking to people. Uh, having a good smile uh, really changes things. Um, I guess I would say your, um, I'm looking for the right word here, your, your confidence. I mean, I can't think of another word, and that's not to say that uh, your smile is everything about your confidence, but it definitely plays a big part uh, to do with it. So uh, we're going to go over a few things uh, about uh, just uh, dental work uh, in general. Uh, let me say what this is not. Uh, this is not a sales anything. Uh, so we're not going to be selling uh, necessarily uh, the practice. Uh, although we do encourage that you support our sponsors, uh, what I've noticed as I have uh, actually got to know Dr. Peluso on a personal level and, and uh, have got a chance to go out for cocktails and different things, uh, every time that we would be in a social setting and, um, you know, somebody would ask, hey, so what do you do? And he would let them know that he's a dentist. Uh, by trade, and people would always kind of like lean in uh, in, a, in a in a lower tone, and they would ask questions, or they all had something to say or ask uh, of a dentist. And a uh, light went off in my head, uh, I guess a few years ago, and I said, "Wow, you know, um, I thought about what I didn't know about dental health, and even something as simple as, hey, how do you, uh, what's the proper way to floss your teeth every day? It's something that you should do as uh, maintenance on your smile. And, you know, I, I, I thought back to all my experiences with dentists, and I said, well, you know, I, every time you, you talk to a dentist, uh, you're always uh, in a clinical setting, uh, nine times out of ten, you're in the chair, and things are being said, and, and you, you might don't understand everything that's being said, and, and um, you just kind of go along with it, and that is the whole uh, experience. So um, I just thought it would be kind of neat to get a dentist uh, on the show 
and kind of just uh, bring up some things that maybe uh, people, uh, as we used to say, everything you wanted to know but was afraid to ask. And uh, I can guarantee you Dr. Peluso uh, is, I, I like to call him a renaissance man, uh, knows a lot about um, not only the dental industry, uh, great people skills, uh, has a heart for giving. Uh, he's done a lot of philanthropic work. Uh, my passion is with the homeless. Uh, he's involved uh, with them as well. So I'm really excited to kind of, um, you know, bring him into the podcast today and get a chance to to let him explain himself, where his passion comes from, and uh, maybe uh, say a few things uh, about the dental industry that people uh, don't know. Uh, because it's, you know, dentists are doctors too. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, especially the ones that wear bow ties, um, you know, people see dentists and don't think about it. But, you know, these are doctors that are uh, a very unique uh, breed, if you will. And then uh, I can remember uh, one of the largest uh, dental conferences um, in the nation is the Hinman Conference. And uh, I can remember going to the conference with uh, with Joe. And I remember my first time going down on the, the main uh, floor for the convention and seeing all of the things that go along with the dental industry. And it was really, really fascinating. And I was glad um, after after Joe uh, had uh, completed his CE classes to really just go down and um, hear some of the things about how they do uh, the partials and just some of the uh, some of the mechanics of some of the dental chairs and just really understanding more um, than just uh, you know uh, going into a dentist's office saying oh yeah this is the dentist clean my teeth and da 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 da. So um, I'm really excited to have him on and we'll have him on uh, a little later in the show. And I'm just going to come up with a few things uh, that I'd like to talk about, uh, especially to people who are probably 30 and up and maybe, uh, like me, grew up in a household or just grew up uh, really not paying uh, particular attention to their dental health. And uh, a lot of times, you know, if you haven't done it and, and as a regular part of who you are and you get older, you just kind of, uh, dental work is, is one of those things that it's easy to kind of kick to the curb and not pay attention to. But it's something that we should pay attention to, and I'll, I'll share my story, and if it resonates with you, uh, send us a question or, you know, let us know how we're doing, if this is beneficial, and, um, you know, it, it maybe it might encourage um, uh, some of our listeners to either ask questions or uh, start out and probe and, and uh, go find a healthcare professional to help you get your smile back. So uh, stay tuned. We have an interesting podcast coming up. So, um, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Well, welcome back. Uh, one of the things that uh, I want to talk about before we go any deeper um, with our uh, our featured uh, guest today, uh, Dr. Joe Peluso, as I said in my opening, I want to talk a little bit about uh, phobia uh, of dentist. I had no idea of how I was uh, just totally had a phobia of dentists 
until I actually went to a dental conference. And I had never had a panic attack. I've been through a lot in my life, but I always uh, I laugh now as I look back. I had this image in my mind of uh, dentist, and you know I associated that with uh, just pain. Every time I'd seen a dentist, it was either a toothache or something wasn't right. So in my mind, I equated uh, going to the dentist's uh, office with uh, something negative. And then over the years, that was reinforced. So I had this image, and here I am. Uh, a grown person now just thinking, you know, the, the dental, the, the whole dental thing, it, it just hurts and um, it's it's painful. But, you know, behind uh, every operation, I don't care if it's a car, a car could look good. But the thing that really makes it work is the engine, you know, the good spark plug, uh, just a, a good um, everything has to be working uh, under the hood. So I want to uh, say that even though Spotlight Dental Group has, it actually has a total of three practices. Uh, and again, I know Joe, um, I know how uh, he trains his staff. I know the kind of people that work uh, under the Spotlight umbrella. But I would like to uh, shed some light on two particular um uh, employees of Spotlight Dental and Cumming, which is my, uh, I guess I could say my home office or, or the the dental uh, office that that I use um, uh, in uh, in Cumming. Uh, at first, I'd like to highlight uh, the the dental assistant. My actual dentist is uh, Dr. Colin Walters, and um, you know if you want to know more about his background, you could go to the Spotlight Dental. Uh, dot com and you meet the staff and understand uh, uh, Dr. Walter's uh, background. But uh, two people that I want to give a shout out to in terms of uh, staff um, at the practice would be uh, the dental assistant. Her name is Amelia. Uh, and it, the only thing I could say is if you um, have been to the Ritz Carlton or you are uh, in a situation, let's just say you were on a plane and it lost altitude and, and it, the, the situation was tense. And, you know, that flight attendant is the one, uh, that's the one person who really at that point, they are the face of the airline and, you know, how they act, how they respond in return either puts you at ease or it, it, it makes you even more nervous uh, about the situation that you're going through. But my dental assistant, uh, Amelia, is just something special. Um, I, she she knows her stuff. She's been in the industry uh, for a long time. Uh, very personable. And I can, I can, you know, put myself out there again and say, I remember uh, the first time I went in for my initial exam. I, I can't tell you how the feelings I had inside of me feeling like, wow, you know, I hadn't taken care of my teeth in all these years. Uh, they weren't in good condition. You know, what are they going to think? Uh, and I can honestly say, uh, and I'm proud to say that the office took the, um, the attitude uh, and it started with my, um, my hygiene, not my hygienist, but the dental assistant, um, you know, it started there. I mean, you know, that we, 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 you know, Hey, lean back the chair, let's see what we're working with. And I had never felt so, um, 
relaxed and and calm and and it it was not about uh you know where we are now it was like hey thank you for taking this time out to uh focus on your your dental health and uh you know we're going to take some x-rays and you know this is explain to me what the step by step is and and let me tell you uh, you know, there was a lot going through my mind. And again, you know, my teeth weren't in, in good condition. I'll, you know, again, put that out there. But I can always remember. And now, actually, after three or four years uh, going to the practice, you know, I look forward to seeing uh, my uh, dental assistant. I call her my dental assistant. Uh, I've gotten to know her. Um, and, you know, if something's going to be uncomfortable or something is, is, hey, you don't have to worry about this. This is routine. Just explaining what's going to happen. Uh, she is right there. She has a wonderful smile, wonderful personality. And I plan on uh, having her on a later uh, episode to kind of drill down a little bit more, no pun intended, on uh, the life of the dental um assistant. Uh, these are highly trained professionals uh, as well, uh, and they assist uh, the doctors. Uh, they're right there, and I think it would be interesting to kind of share. Maybe some people are thinking about getting into that field. So we'll have her on the show uh, at a later date, but I just wanted to acknowledge her in this podcast because uh, Amelia is uh, something special. And uh, on the website, I was uh, looking, and I noticed to be true um one of the things that's in her bio is uh, she says, and this is a quote, my goal every day is to make our patients feel very comfortable with treatment. And there, that is just so true. Um, I can't even, I, I, I can't, I, I co-sign on that statement. The other person that I want to acknowledge is Cindy, and she is my hygienist. And let me tell you, um, I, I always, uh, you, you, I always uh, think of uh, Cindy, and I know this is going to sound strange, but I always think of Cindy every time that I am flossing my teeth. And she is another uh, gem in the dental industry uh, and, and uh, at the Spotlight Dental location. And let me tell you, um, you know, being I, I was, you know, in my mid 40s when I first started going in and they had to uh, get the barnacles off my teeth. And uh, I can remember going in and uh, she had to, you know, the, the first cleaning, if you will, is always the hardest because, uh, you know, it's just kind of getting your teeth up to snuff. And when she, um, again, put me at ease and, and went in and started working on getting my teeth clean, uh, because the ultimate goal uh, was to, uh, you know, get my teeth clean and then use the Invisalign uh, to get my teeth in line and then, you know, go on to the to the next step. Um, but I can remember uh, her, uh, you know, cleaning my teeth and then uh, she explained to me um the with a healthy gum um tissue uh how that would scallop around the tooth and uh you know over time they were measuring to see uh how my gums kind of uh as they got healthier and uh you know fit better to my teeth what I should look for and I can remember you know I would you know get my cleaning and I'd go in and then they'd measure and she'd say hey you know this is a good job um but the one thing uh, that just I was always proud and I always thought about her when I was flossing is because, you know, she actually um, taught me the correct way to floss uh, with um, with motions that 
are recommended to use for the best results. And I can remember, um, I can remember going in after I had been really, really diligent, uh, which I still am if Cindy's listening. But when I went in and she, uh, you know, she did my regular cleaning and, you know, it was funny for me to even say that it was a regular cleaning because, you know, that was just something that I didn't do. Uh, uh, I didn't go to the dentist on a regular basis. Um, unless it was, uh, it, it was no preventive, uh, maintenance if you will and the first time I went in and she was like good job and she showed me the the numbers on um I guess the the thickness of the gum itself and I was I was with the end she told me like you know between this number and this number is where you want to be and I was within those numbers and I I can just remember thinking like wow you know had 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 she not uh, work with me and put me at ease and, and let me know uh, the importance of flossing and how to do it properly, where would my smile be today? Um, and again, uh, Cindy is, I, I look forward, I look forward to going and see, and seeing her because again, she's very professional, puts you at ease um, and, you know, really knows her stuff. We've talked and I plan on having her on the show as well at a later date. Um, because again, you know, she's a top-notch professional, has been in the industry as well, and uh, just a great person who, in return, uh, me going in uh, over the years has, uh, again, helped my smile, which in return helped my confidence. And at the end of the day, um, you know, a chain is only strong as its weakest link. And Spotlight Dental is just truly a, a hidden, uh, it's a hidden gem with great staff. So I wanted to acknowledge those two uh, before we went into our next segment and um, we sat down and did an interview with our Dr. Uh, Joe Peluso, who is just, a, uh, again, a phenomenal person uh, with a lot of information uh, and just, you know, heart of gold. So uh, stay tuned and we will have Dr. Joe Peluso uh, interview up next. I'm well. Thanks for letting me in. Well, listen, I'm glad you took this time out of your schedule. I, I know you got a lot going on in your life, uh, but we, we're greatly appreciative that uh, you took this time out to join us on the uh, on the podcast. Absolutely, Jay. You know, I love you and um, do anything for you. And I love to talk about dentistry and all the fun we get to have. Well, awesome. Well, you know, we're going to jump right in because, uh, you know, one thing we like to do to our guests is uh, definitely respect their time. We know it's uh, early in the morning on, on our side. So uh, just a little background. Uh, Joe, can you just uh, introduce our listeners to, to you uh, pretty much well? Uh, we had a question from uh, somebody, one of our listeners that just wanted to know uh, where you got your passion from uh, for dentistry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love to talk about it. Uh, dentistry is the second chosen profession for me. Um, I grew up in the restaurant business with my family. And uh, through that family relationship, I learned how to connect with people. Um, it's a natural, natural part of my personality as well. And uh, so it, it's a natural part of my personality. And uh, so in the restaurant business, we get to connect with all kinds of people, and uh, I learned how to develop my personality to uh, enjoy uh, of, uh, pers- uh, people coming into the restaurant. Uh, mm. So I ended up going 
going to college and going to school and uh, uh, learned all kinds of different things and uh, ended up with a business degree and worked in the computer sciences for a little while back in the mid 80s to the mid 90s, uh, doing a lot of traveling. Uh, didn't get to enjoy that traveling as much as I wanted to. So I left that um, uh, field, went back to school and ended up in dentistry. So um, the, the passion comes from uh, enjoying the interaction with all kinds of people and uh, knowing that I can learn something from anybody and everybody at any time. Um, so the, te- the technical craft really is just dentistry. Um, it could be uh, owning a retail shop. It could be being in the restaurant business with my family. Uh, but for me, it just ended up being uh, a choice of medicine and in particular dentistry to be able to do that. Sure, sure. And uh, just to our listeners, I know all of this to, to be true. And Joe, uh, you know, keeping keeping the, the conversation going uh, in our earlier segment, uh, I made a point to talk about your staff. Uh, and I also talked about my phobia of dentists and, and a little bit about my journey. Can you tell us, uh, and, and I told our listeners, uh, I know you have three locations now, and we'll get into that later. Uh, but your staff that I'm familiar with in coming, uh, it, it's it's like for me uh, going to the Ritz Carlton, uh, everybody from Dr. Walters to the hygienist to the dental assistant. Can you tell us just how you assembled this uh, dream team, A team uh, staff uh, for all of your locations? For one, I mean, what what's that about? Yeah, thanks for that. And I appreciate your observation. We, we like many people, work very hard at that every day. And uh, with uh, certain personalities, especially personalities that are intentional and built on purpose, uh, we are typically more strong-willed than, uh, than others uh, at times. And learning how to work with each other and find strengths and shore up weaknesses is, uh, is a daily task like in any environment. Uh, we are a work family, and we know that. Um, it's nice that many times when we are not at work, we do have uh, community calls and text threads and, and things that go around with uh, humorous things or sharing uh, support needs, things like that. So uh, the fundamental part of that for us is really just caring about people. And if you're not a people person, it's going to be really difficult on the healthcare industry, uh, at least on the front lines of providing direct care. Uh, so I'm glad you're picking up on that. Uh, we, we run a couple of missions uh, internally. Uh, number one, the patient is, uh, is a collaborative partner of ours. Uh, we're there with certain technical knowledge and being able to see certain things. And we try our best to communicate that as well as we can so that our uh, patient consumer can absorb that and make good, uh, healthy decisions. Uh, the other thing that we do is, uh, is try to run our business environment so it's not going to be overbearing. In expenditure, uh, there is a lot of pressure uh, on the uh, consumer dollar to make choices for their healthcare uh, experience, and we want them to uh, want our patients to idealize that healthcare experience as, as much as we can. Uh, built around that, we use principles that uh, Ritz Carlton has developed, and also the Disney Company, um, in putting uh, our environment in such a position that everybody feels welcome. And uh, many times our patients, when they're done with their appointment, they hang around and chit chat for a while uh, just with the staff because uh, we have uh, friendly relationships with them. And then uh, the Disney company, uh, the biggest message we pull out of their operating um, uh, MOs is uh, to, and this is my mandate as much as anything, is to make sure that our staff and employees feel well cared for 
and that they don't feel strain or stress from their work environment and even in the uh, their personal lives as much as we can uh, so that they feel free and easy to be able to interact with our patients uh, as much as possible. So I'm, I'm glad you're you're feeling that. And, uh, you know, we do we do get complimented pretty often uh, through our reviews and then certainly just direct word of mouth. Uh, that we're doing a pretty good job with that. Sure, and and I again, I can I can co-sign off of that. And I was telling uh, I was telling our listeners earlier before you came on, uh, I can remember uh, associating um, the going to the dentist with Jesse. You know, uh, it, it's painful. It's something I don't want to do. Uh, and as you know, uh, I sold cars for many years, and uh, every year. Uh, a little list would come out of, of uh, two places people don't want to go. And uh, one was the car dealership and the other one was the dentist. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. You know, now that, that gives us a good chance to change, uh, change people's perception. Well, it? you, you definitely have done that. Uh, now, now Joe, I kind of want to, I kind of want to get away a little bit from the, uh, the, I guess the, the clinical side and kind of, I just kind of want to pick your brain a little bit, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll set it. I'll set the question up like this: uh, I found myself uh, at an event one time at Georgia Tech um, uh, uh, Institute of Technology, excuse me, and there was a there was a uh, a group that was there that has caught a lot of a lot of um, headway or steam, if you will, and uh, it was uh, the, the name of the group uh, or the organization is uh, named Black Man Smile. And I got a chance to talk uh, with the executive director um, and some of the observations uh, that he told me uh, down a, I guess his target audience. One, uh, a lot of people don't smile because uh, you, you know, in today's society, everybody wants to play their emotions uh, close to the best. But, you know, one, it, it kind of, a light went off in my head as well. I know when we first, uh, when I first got to knowing you, I would always use the word dental, and then you would always use the word smile. Like, you know, we work on your smile. Uh, it's not just dentistry. But Joe, I mean, can, can you can you just kind of give me some insight uh, from, from, your, from your perspective? Is it the fact that you feel uh, some people don't smile because uh, they're they're not proud of their uh, their dental health, or um, is it a misconception that um, it's I don't know uh, you know if you don't take care of your teeth then you don't smile I mean is it is it a, if I had to sum it up is it emotional or do you think people don't smile more because uh, they're just not taking care of their teeth or don't know how if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. And like many things, it's uh, there's a lot of interdependent um, uh, facets in there. And one of the, uh, the the two that you mentioned in particular that are valuable is um, the, the physical health of the teeth themselves. Um, and then also there's an emotional aspect as well. So uh, the the conversations I usually get into with patients uh, or people that aren't even in the office, I just I'm out and about quite a bit uh, doing my work and interacting in many different environments, as you know, and I get into a lot of what we call curbside consults. Mm. And they're just, they're just random conversations. They're very genteel. They're very uh, uh, built out of uh, some informational transactional exchange, uh, or it might be some emotional depth uh, or, or undergirding that's to the conversation. And uh, the, uh, what I draw out of that is, uh, is this statement. 
if you're uncomfortable with the physical aspect of your smile, your teeth, the way they, they look to you in the mirror and photographs, and you feel like that it's interrupting the exhibition uh, or display of your personality, then I'd really like to talk to you about that because we've got a big toolbox. We've got a lot of drawers and um, uh, different methodologies to accomplish an endpoint that you're looking for. And um, uh, so I, I ask that question. And then if I get some positive responses, I, I have the conversation and let that patient know that there are things that we can do. Uh, the other side of that, the flip side of that potentially is I'm not going to necessarily bring something up that might be uh, of a nature of their physical presentation of their teeth and smile if they don't feel like it's something that's bothersome to them. Mm. Um, if, there's a, if there's a physical aspect uh, or some type of healthcare issue that I, might feel, uh, that I feel might be uh, coming into play, then I'm under mandate, of course, and of interest to do that for the patient. Uh, but if there's an aesthetic that's there that might be uh, perceived by someone else differently than the patient themselves and the patient is happy with it, um, I don't press that as a conversation. So the, there's mm. an important distinction there. But saying that, many people certainly understand the value of a, uh, of a presentable smile from a sociologic standpoint. Uh, and there are studies that people can go and search Google and read on that uh, talk about the physical presentation of the smile and the effect and impact it has on job opportunities, career opportunities, relationship opportunities. Uh, most of that springing forth from uh, a small bit of personal um, uh, or physical appearance. Uh, the rest of it is a, a personal confidence that mm. takes place. If you're very confident with the way that you're looking and, and feeling, then your personality is going to be exhibited and you're going to show up in personal relationships and photographs and uh, social events, uh, feeling very confident. And of course the confident personality is one that attracts uh, many people. So um, I, I think I answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some, yeah, yeah. Some, somewhat of some depth there, but, uh, but we're excited when we get a chance to help someone implement the smile aesthetically that they're looking for. Because uh, we get to see their personality evolve. Well, uh, and and Joe, you you did you you answered the question well. I know that had been on my mind, and I just wanna I just wanna take a moment here to let our listeners know, um, you know, what the vision is. Uh, first, <clears throat> excuse me, let me stop there, Joe. Uh, I personally would like to thank uh, Spotlight Dental and you uh, for being a title sponsor for BowtieLife.net. Um, having said that, uh, I know as I've been around and, and we're really rebranding and switching from a blog format to a podcast format, I've had some people think like, well, what, what's, where's the dentist fit into a lifestyle? So, uh, I just wanted to take a moment to, to kind of share why I'm so passionate, uh, about, uh, being involved with Spotlight Dental uh, and being a conduit to get that conversation. And I like the word you use with the curbside consult, because again, I do know you personally. Uh, and I, you know, we've been places for drinks or, or smoking cigars or whatever. I mean, we've been away from the office and I feel I know you on a personal level. And I have seen people come up and they have these questions and they just don't have an outlet to just, you know, talk to a dentist in a non-clinical setting. But having said that, uh, why it's so important to me uh, to have a Spotlight Dental and you as a reoccurring, somebody who's part of this uh, lifestyle brand, is this. Uh, I don't know. I, I know you know, but I found myself uh, homeless uh, for four years earlier uh, in my life. And, uh, you know, dental help, when, you have, when, you, when you've only got so many pennies and you got to decide 
where you're going to spend it. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, your dental help just gets kicked to the back. Yeah. So I'm at the point in my life uh, where uh, it's important to me that, you know, now that I've kind of, you know, went into that valley and, and now I'm up on that that peak in terms of really taking control of my dental health. Uh, I, you know, it's no longer uh, an option for me to say, hey, I've got I've, I've got my stuff working. I figured it out. But I've always been the kind of person to reach back and ask the question to myself, if this is what I went through and this is what I didn't know, how many other people out there don't even know uh, how how to approach a dentist? And, and, and uh, something we talked about earlier that I learned uh, from Cindy um, you know, how do I floss properly? And after a while, uh, people have a tendency, if they don't know, like you said, they don't want to push the point. So they're actually going the wrong way when at any point you can stop and do little things to help yourself. So that's the reason uh, I just want to put that out there. That's the reason I'm so passionate about, hey, you know, if I can drop a nugget and help one person along the way, you know, even if it's not even if they don't use your service per se, which we'd like for them to, I've seen you be so generous with your information and, uh, you know, I want to be a part of that. So I just wanted to put that out there uh, into the universe to let people know uh, that's why uh, that's, that's my, my motive for, um, you know, being happy to have you involved uh, with the, uh, with the whole lifestyle, Joe. And I I just want to, I just want to thank you for that before I put the next question out there. I'm going to put this on a tee because I know you're a golfer. We hear some exciting <laughs> things are going on in the spotlight universe. Uh, and I know you have a location in Buckhead. And I know you have uh, a location in coming, but I hear something news uh, in the works. Absolutely, Jay. And uh, thanks for letting us be part of the Bowtie lifestyle. It's something that fits very uh, intimately with our message. And our efforts, it's a very natural fit for us. And we look forward to much, much more. Um, yeah, so new developments. Uh, we are uh, just opening our third location in Alpharetta. It's in between the other two. Uh, we're excited about this location because it expands our reach into various communities. And uh, our, our internal uh, purpose is to reach as many people as we can in our communities with exciting and collaborative healthcare. Um, and we happen to focus on dentistry, but we do consider uh, ourselves to be part of the healthcare team and uh, interact um, pretty well at every level. So uh, this Alpharetta, yay. I'm sorry. I said, yay. Yay, absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> so this third location will give us a little bit more reach. It'll actually help us tie up uh, our reach into some of the other communities and uh, we'll be able to help focus uh, our patient care um, technically with uh, specialty providers a little bit more so that uh, at times uh, the patient won't uh, have a need to go outside our spotlight umbrella to uh, seek out particular care. So most people like to be part of the family. And uh, many times when we need to make a referral outside our umbrella, uh, they ask, can't I stay here and do it? Uh, <laughs> so that's a, a very good compliment for us, of course. And um, we are looking ways, looking at ways to um, uh, make that happen. And this is a step in that direction. So we're very excited about that. We got about three more weeks and we'll have it rolled out and uh, we'll be uh, welcoming what has turned out to be a pretty long list of people that have uh, knocked on the door and said, uh, you know, when you open, let us know. So we're excited right. to open the doors. 
Well, I've been following along on social media, Joe, and I really, I like the interior design. Uh, looks looks really modern. Uh, I, I like the way uh, that all of your locations, although they're under the umbrella, uh, they all have their own personality. They and do. I, I particularly like that because I have had some interactions with the big box store dental uh, offices, and it feels like an assembly line McDonald's sterile. So that's a that's a real good job. Well, Joe, uh, I've got two more questions, and then we're going to uh, let you go because we know you're busy. Uh, it's first thing in the morning here. One, because I am uh, currently on the treatment plan with the Invisalign, uh, which I absolutely love. But I keep seeing uh, around the internet, and again, this is not to, to put anything down. Uh, this is, you know, people should do their own research. But I want to know, um, uh, for our listeners, things keep popping up on social media about uh, you can do your own Invisalign at home. Uh, and it sounds good on paper, but, uh, you know, I, I would like to know, uh, is that something that's a fad uh because i remember you know having getting the uh the clay molds and having a professional look at my my progress all the all the way all the steps of the way tell me just tell me your opinion uh on on that per se uh sure i'm, I'm happy to and uh, i'll express that opinion from um our professional side which is based out of how we operate in our offices so um, if we are looking at a uh, doing an examination for a patient, we, of course, do an interview and try to find out what the patient's looking for. Um, again, the, the eyes that we have around mandated health care, looking for decay and other issues uh, that are going to turn into emergent problems. That's part of our job. That's what we do. That's part of our service to you. Sure. Uh, the rest of the service to the patient is to find out what you're looking for as a uh, consumer of healthcare. So uh, there are elective opportunities um, and we can build conversations and narratives around that. Um, you know, in our examinations, we're, we're kind of looking holistically at uh, the oral cavity, the, uh, the structures that are responsible for chewing. Uh, the muscles, the joint uh, apparatus, things like that. So it, there's a whole system of analysis and examination that takes place. Um, so I'll isolate this part of the conversation just around ortho, since that's what you mentioned. Orthodontics is really just the movement of teeth to get them in a position that's desirable. And that desire is built around first uh, function. And uh, then it is built around aesthetic. So um, I'll quickly run through my two cent tour of uh, uh, chewing forces and the physics of, of uh, the jaw structures. So uh, everything starts at the jaw joint. The muscles uh, control where that jaw joint lives and that the muscle, muscles are limited by the structure of the jaws themselves, the bony structures. And then the last thing we consider uh, in the, the chewing system is the teeth uh, because the teeth are the things that can be moved the joint is fixed, the muscles attachments are fixed, and then the jaw structures are pretty fixed, of course, when you uh, pass adolescence. So I tell all my patients that uh, the teeth are likely in the way of that mm -hmm. problem or that, uh, that system. So we need to make sure that everything is working in harmony as well as we can. Otherwise, we're going to have some problems that either uh, manifest in something that could be a small problem like wear and tear on the teeth 
but it also could manifest in larger problems uh, like muscle pain and or joint dysfunctions. So from an orthodontic perspective, our examination internally is built around that whole system. It's not just where the tooth is aesthetically. So uh, our examination built around that is going to produce potentially a lot of conversation and some analysis, and then we'll figure out what to do about it. And then if orthodontics come into play, we we idealize where the teeth need to be for function to make sure they stay in balance and harmony, and then uh, balance against that the, the aesthetic. Uh, likely and and predictably most of the time that happens with the tooth being in the, the spots that we need them to be in. They'll look just great and they'll function just great. But uh, but it just takes a lot more than uh, taking some impressions and mailing those off. It, you know, there's <laughs> a lot more to it. So I don't have any experience on the other side of that question, but uh, in the examination process, there's a lot of information that's gathered and there is collaborative conversation about uh, the bits and the pieces of it. And then there's the application and the monitoring along the way you've been right. in Invisalign for a period of time and as you know because I bring it up often we could write epic poems about the canine that we've watched uh, move <laughs> from one one position to the other and I'm still I tell you almost every time I see you I'm so proud of that tooth <laughs> that, that it is that it is, is soldiered up and has uh, has followed the process because it was uh, it was uh, definitely one of the the more outlier uh, uh, conditions that uh, that we've treated, and I'm proud of you for that. So you know, with some of that, it's just difficult to capture all of that through an impression in the mail. Um, and then the rest sure. of it, of course, is the personal bonding, the the feeling of belonging, and community that we bring in our offices, and and the collaboration uh, for the healthcare efforts. So sure. Well, Joe, I, I I you know I was thinking as I was putting my game plan together for this interview. Uh, and I was talking to someone over dinner last night. No, all of my life, uh, you, you watch TV, you're watching the game or anything, and they talk about four out of five dentists surveyed. <laughs> Have you ever been surveyed? Or are you the fifth dentist? I, I don't know. I, I've been asked that quite often, uh, uh, and I, I can't answer that honestly. There are various surveys that go around, but um, uh, there's going to definitely be more than five. That is a fun show. The holdout. That's that's a fun thing. Uh, I have been accused of being the holdout at times because I'm a little bit of a, a little bit of a rebellious person uh, in that regard. But um, yeah, so I, I can't exactly answer that one. Well, and, and, and again, uh, you know, two things as we wrap this up. One, um, you know, Joe, I know you got a huge heart uh, in the field and out of the field. And I personally know that uh, you, you would never say anything because you're such a humble guy. But can you just give us a paragraph or, or uh, just a little bit about the work uh, that you do or have done uh, with the people getting into the, uh, the Nicholas house, which is uh, near and dear to me. Uh, and I know you've been with me and then, you know, you've kind of gone on to do your own thing with them. But uh, I really like what you're doing. And I just wonder if you could just say a little bit. I mean, I know you, you're not one to toot the horn too loud or anything, but can you just just a little bit tell us about what you set up there and the uh, impact that you've made at the Nicholas House, which is a homeless shelter for families? I sure can. And uh, Jay, I don't mind talking about that because um, outreach is a big part of what we do. Um, you know, our job is dentistry in that regard, the technical aspects, but uh, we really build ourselves around people 
and their personalities and uh, the, the feeling, uh, developing positive feelings of belonging and community. It's a, it's a psychosocial need and it's something that we all uh, require, uh, even though we might not be able to put our thoughts exactly on that. Um, it's definitely a requirement. Um, each one of our practice locations partners with somebody in the local community as an outreach partner. Uh, in coming, it's the Baldridge Lodge, uh, which is a, um, a interim boys home and um, uh, we interact with them on a regular basis in our Buckhead practice because we're nearby and because you did uh, such a wonderful job introducing uh, me to the house and touring. Um, I fell in love with the concepts and the applications and their, their outreach there. And then as I met the people, I fell in love with the people. They're, they're fantastic folks. They've got service uh, oriented hearts and uh, all of the residents of the Nicholas house while they're there uh, exhibit uh, incredible humility and uh, and opportunity and hope uh, and I see that in everyone's eyes. Uh, so what we did is partner with the Nicholas House in particular, and um, uh, we if, if someone is living in the Nicholas House and is undergoing uh, the the opportunity to change uh, and affect a change that's going to be meaningful for them while they're a resident of the house, our practice takes care of the oral needs of that uh, resident family. So um, as you mentioned early on, uh, one of the first things to go by the wayside if there is economic strain for whatever reason, um, certainly as you become homeless, you're really looking at, uh, at the pennies, like you said, and where they're going to go. And um, I can assure you that dental health care is something that slides off the table, uh, most prominently because it is a slow growing uh, disease issue. If there's something that develops, it can develop over a period of uh, two to two months to two years. It, it just takes a, a little while to uh, to manifest the problems and issues that develop. So it doesn't become an emergent need because it doesn't feel like anything is going on, uh, which on the flip side, makes it very important uh, to maintain preventative care because we don't know, sure. you don't know until it might be too late. And then you're spending a lot of time and a lot more money potentially. So uh, our outreach uh, promise and mission to the Nicholas House and our other community partners is to take care of the oral cavity and their, uh, their, um, uh, any, any disease processes going on. Um, and in fact, sometimes take it a little further, depending on what's what. I'll share a really quick uh, story and anecdote. Uh, one of the residents uh, about a year and a half ago uh, came in as a, as a patient of ours. Uh, they come in on the regular schedule. Many times, uh, most of the staff might not know that they're a Nicholas House resident. Uh, we're just, you know, handling them uh, accordingly to our to our principles and our mission and uh, this particular patient had a need where there's some aesthetic issues and her smile what we call a smile zone when you smile it is the presentation of the teeth and sure. smile in that space so um, one of our doctors uh, said hey let me do this for you it's going to be i think uh, powerful and impactful and we ended up doing a couple of aesthetic things uh, for her in addition to the basic oral health care which is our promise and uh, she left the Nicholas house uh, not too long after that and by her words attributed that experience in the dentist and the aesthetic result that she got, which buoyed her personality and allowed her to uh, present herself well in an interview and get a job. So wow. uh, those are the gold star, the, you know, stories that we hold on to. Uh, you know, we were so proud of her, uh, great person, just fell upon some hard times. And, and we feel like we had a, uh, a good chance to uh, exercise the Nicholas House uh, uh, theme and, of course, something that you tout, uh, which is to give a hand up and not a handout. 
And uh, it's it was very very meaningful for me. And when I share that story, I still have the the feels. <laughs> that, that I just back, got back to me. myself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a phenomenal thing, and we have such an opportunity to help uh, impact people's lives. And uh, you know, we're all looking for inflection points and pivot points because life is a strain at times, and sometimes uh, we might be that uh, that seed of hope for somebody. Sure. So sure. Well, and I, I know that to be true. So Joe. Um, Tell us people uh, how people social website. I mean, what's the best way to, to get in, to get into the under the spotlight umbrella? Yeah, uh, you know, the spotlight family is uh, is a fun place to be. It's uh, certainly uh, seems to be a nice place to work. People say, and then uh, that we love our patients dearly. Um, uh, SpotlightDental.com is our website. Uh, you can find us on social media, Spotlight Dental, um, on uh, typically Facebook mostly. Uh, look us up there. We have uh, branded practices around that name in different areas. And uh, my encouragement to everybody that's listening, wherever you are, is to uh, get involved in a, a local practice somewhere just on a regular basis. Um, I can give you uh, assurance that uh, the 70 to 80 percent of the people that come into our practice uh, really don't need much restorative care. There might be a few things here and there, but most of it is just the healthcare aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. there, are, there are biological things going on that you can't help. You can't brush and floss enough to offset. So you really need to see a dental professional on a regular basis. And uh, just look for an office, uh, mostly by word of mouth, um, or you might find some social media contacts with uh, some rating services that is helpful. But find a place that feels like home, that feels like you connect to the people. Uh, we're out there. Um, and if you don't find that you have settled somewhere, uh, you know, with uh, that feeling of, uh, of belonging, then uh, keep looking. Uh, we're out there. And uh, sure. just come on to see us. If you're in the local area, of course, we're more than happy to, to see you and, and help you understand what we can do uh, from an oral health care perspective. All right. Well, Joe, uh, one thing uh, I would like to see happen, big picture, uh, and this is for our listeners as well. Make sure you send in any uh, questions for our uh, curbside consult, and uh, we can definitely get those uh, over to Dr. Beluso and his staff. Uh, just just to uh, I, it's my vision to have people uh, lose the phobia that I had. And even if it's not a phobia, just to understand that, uh, like like you just said, sometimes, you know, as you get older, things are going to change. Having that relationship with a health a dental health care professional is so important. So, uh, Joe, we're going to let you. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and, um, you know, we're going to have this up probably uh, today on uh, bowtielife.net after we get it all cleaned up. And uh, as always, Joe, keep keep living the bowtie life. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity, Jay. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed the uh, interview with a Dr. Joe Peluso. And I uh, hope everybody got a chance to understand why uh, really – I'm excited to have uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Peluso and Spotlight Dental and, and his staff as part of uh, Living the Bowtie Life um, and what we're trying to do to bring awareness and just to open uh, people up to uh, just taking another look and maybe change um, some perception of um, 
the mystique and what people don't understand uh, about the dental industry and oral uh, health care. And uh, I've learned throughout my journey in life that a lot of times if people don't have enough information um, and you ask them something, their first natural response is to say no or just avoid it. And I can honestly say as someone who, after 40 years, uh, finally uh, started taking my uh, oral health uh, seriously. Uh, and, you, you know, sometimes I stand in the mirror and just say, wow, you know, look how far we've come. Nobody told me this wasn't part of who I was, but it's a part of who I am. So uh, send us questions. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we plan on having Dr. Peluso back on. But furthermore, we're going to delve deeper into the actual staff behind the scenes, uh, like Dr. Peluso said, uh, you know, the, 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 the people behind uh, the actual, um, the, the spotlight family, I think he said, these are the people that actually, like, like he said as well, uh, after the visit, you want to talk to them, you want to get to know them. Uh, they want to get to know you. It's genuine. So we're actually going to uh, dig deeper, a little bit deeper into uh, what a hygienist does, what a dental assistant. Uh, we'll get into some uh, front-end management uh, as well in the industry. Uh, so just be looking um, just be looking out for that as we move forward with our podcast is different topics. So we're going to let you go on that note. And uh, again, thanks for listening and let us know how we're doing. And remember, no matter what you do, Keep living the bow tie life. Peace.